Look at that. I am here. Whoops. That's what happens when you forget to set an alarm, apparently. You wake up late. All right, coffee. Tablet. And three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Monday, October 14th, 2019. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. So, I apologize. I woke up late. Um, in my excitement of going to bed last night, I forgot to set an alarm. So, I woke up, thought, huh, I feel a little rested, a little extra rested. Looked over at the clock and went, 6.41? That's after 6.30. I have to wake up. So I woke up and rushed and got coffee ready, and here we are. Now, I don't know if any of you out there have the day off for either Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day, depending on where you live and what you're calling it there. <laughs> yes, Gabe, here I am. Uh, here in Vermont, we have officially renamed it to Indigenous Peoples Day. And I don't know if people are getting the day off. I'm not. So. Yeah. Uh, what happened this weekend? Let's talk about this weekend. Um, spent some time with my family yesterday. Good morning, Frank. Um, went to the gym. Went to the gym Saturday. Saturday night, I helped a friend cater a wedding. Spend some time in the kitchen, always a good time. I enjoy the fast pace. Got outside. Oh, it was dog sitting. It was just all in all, just a solid weekend. Nothing particularly uh, dramatic happened, but got some good stuff done. Slept in, apparently three days in a row. Uh, what's happening tomorrow? Tomorrow. Today. What's happening today? Not a lot. A couple meetings. Uh, maybe go to the gym again. We'll see. Email. Lots of that stuff. That stuff's always happening. <sighs> yeah. As you can tell, I'm out of sorts. I don't like waking up late. I don't like being late for things. I don't like being off my schedule. But it happens. It happens once in a while. I don't remember the last time it happened for first cup. There have been a couple times I forgot my alarm and still made it on time for first cup. But I rushed, checked my face in the mirror for cat hair because there's inevitably cat hair. Made my coffee, got out here. I think we've got some questions, so let's check those out. Remember, if you want to ask a question, drop it below, and I will answer it tomorrow. All right. What do you know about chronic traumatic encephalopathy? Or CTE. Uh, basically, the... Brain injury, uh, sometimes called, or in my brain, 
maybe they are not the exact same thing, but it might brain TBI or traumatic brain injury. Um, I don't know a lot about it. I know that it occurs more than we think it does. I know that in some cases a very strict medical grade ketogenic diet can reverse some of the damage, which I find fascinating. And I know that we need to be careful and not assume that getting hit in the head is irrelevant. If people want to play football, if they want to be pro fighters, they're going to get knocked around. They're going to get hurt. It's one thing when they're adults. It's one thing when the brain is finished developing. It's one thing when they're old enough to take responsibility and understand their consequences. It's a, it's a whole other thing. When you've got 11 and 12-year-olds playing tackle football. I'm not saying kids shouldn't play football. I'm not saying people shouldn't be fighters. I'm saying that it's a really complex situation. I'm saying if I had kids, they wouldn't be playing football or being fighters. I would want them to wait until they're at least 18, probably mid-20s. Yeah, that's really all I can say on it. Um, it does seem, from what I'm reading, that we've got fewer and fewer children playing football. So it seems like the the talent pool is shrinking. And I think we'll see fewer people playing football in the future, which may mean fewer pro teams, and who knows what happens to football at that point. It'll be interesting to see in the next 10 years. As martial artists, should we care about brain damage? Yes, yes, we should. Um, there are all grades of brain damage. And it's not just concussions. It's not just, you know, brutal shots to the, excuse me, to the head. I'm very burpy. Brutal shots to the head, it's more than that. Uh, repeated light grade injury can still have permanent damage. One of the things that I have read a decent amount about, not in academic journals, but in, you know, analysis later and listen to people on podcasts and things, uh, this idea that immediately after a brain injury, one of the worst things you can do is feed the body carbohydrates. So if you think about it on the football field, giving kids Gatorade or other sugar drinks. It just makes it worse. If you don't believe me, do the research. It's out there. Um, but for severe injuries, yeah, it, it, I've had people come to me and say, oh, I think I have a little bit of a concussion. It's like, okay, don't eat carbs for the next 72 hours. And they look at me like most of them 
look at me like I've asked them to punch their grandmother. Okay, well then, don't take my advice. I'm sure you know better. That's why you asked me. I don't know everything. I never have claimed to know everything. But I find it interesting someone will put stock in the opinion of another. And then because they don't like the answer, get upset. Now, it's one thing if you disagree. It's one thing if you have knowledge to disagree. Sometimes people just disagree. Now, before we go on, you know, it's Monday. There's a new episode out. There's a new episode of Martial Arts Radio. With someone that I didn't expect to come on the show. Professor George Dillman. You probably know who that is. If you do not know who it is, Professor Dillman has become well-known for teaching and releasing videos on touch-based and no-touch-based energy transfer and knockout. I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully because I'm attempting to be completely neutral because that is what I do with my guests. But the episode's there. Episode 440 should be on YouTube. It's definitely in the podcast feed. Check it out. Share it around. He was incredibly hospitable, hospitable, uh, very kind. I enjoyed my conversation with him. He's a really nice guy. You may disagree with some of the stuff that he does and teaches. But it doesn't change the fact he's a really nice guy. He treated me with complete respect. And so, Professor Dillman, I'm very thankful to you for that. Next. I think we had one more question. What constructive steps can be taken to prevent brain trauma? Now that's a question that happens in a lot of martial arts schools now, uh, especially with the rise of mixed martial arts and parents looking at that and thinking that that's what their kids are going to be doing if you, they bring their child to a, you know, a traditional Taekwondo class, which of course we all know is not true. In some martial arts, some fighting styles, there, there is no head contact. Um, some schools wear gear all the time. Some schools kind of go the opposite direction and don't wear headgear because they say people respect the head and hitting to the head more by not having it. I think there are a lot of things that can be done and I think it requires sitting down and being intentional about what they are and what you're going to do. You're going to get hit in the head in martial arts. And to a certain degree, I think that's good and healthy. Maybe not physically healthy, but for all of the goals of martial arts, it is. Because... Where would you rather get hit in the head for the first time? In class where it's safe? 
or on the street. So I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of people take their first good shot and they fall apart. And I don't want to see that happen in a self-defense situation where it matters. They fall apart, they crumble, they're crying on the ground and now the fight's over. And they lose their wallet, they lose whatever. It's risk versus reward. There's risk in getting hit in the head. There's also reward there. You gotta know what that is. You gotta find a balance for it. And if you're a school owner, if you're an instructor, you have to find the balance that makes sense for you and for your school and your students. Good morning, Nish. So what are some of those constructive steps? I think most of it has to do with erring on the side of caution for the drills, the level of contact, the speed, et cetera, that people are, that is expected of people in class when they're striking to another person. It means making sure that they have control over what they're throwing in some kind of free sparring situation. Jump, spinning techniques are great, but a lot of people throw them very blind. And so, the time it takes to get that head around while you're throwing something like that, it's all it takes for the person on the other, you know, their sparring with to move just a little bit, take a shot to the head. It's easy to be dismissive of brain injury. I'm wondering if Frank just watched Joker. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's where those questions came from. There's some, there's some brain injury as part of the storyline in that movie. If you haven't seen that movie, he says no. If you haven't seen that movie, um, it was exceptionally well done. It also messed me up for a couple days and I'm not the only person I'm, heard, I'm hearing say that. So if you're gonna watch it, be careful. Make sure you're in a good mood when you go see it. You won't be when you're done. But I wouldn't start from a bad mood. Those are good questions. I feel all out of sorts. Make it up late. Remember, if you want to ask me a question, drop it below. I'll answer it tomorrow. We do this show every weekday morning, 6.30 a.m., except when I screw up, like today. Whoops. Eastern. Frank says he has no intention of seeing it. Um, if you're watching later, you can watch it for scopeofjeremy.com or on YouTube. You can listen in the podcast feed. And if you're listening and you want to ask a question, email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com. All right, homework. My inclination is to give you some, is to encourage you to do some research on brain injury and martial arts. Um, 
but that's a lot of work. So here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. If you are interested in the subject, you should do some reading. If you are a school owner, you have to, whether or not you want to. This is something you need to know about. Because the more research that comes out, the more your decisions become relevant if someone gets hurt. So it would be important for you to know what's going on. You may want to talk to your insurance company and see what their expectations of you and head contact are. So. I hope you have a great day. I'm going to go make some breakfast. I'll see you back here tomorrow, hopefully on time. Have a great day. Take care. Peace.